This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today from the UK, Mr. Paul Sexton, who is the author of Prince, a portrait of the artist in memories and memorabilia. Paul, are you there? Hello, John. It's great to be with you. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. Uh, I I have uh, been looking over the information that was provided to me, and it's, you know, it's, it's, Gosh, it's it's fantastic. That's all I can say. It's good stuff. It really is. Well, I'm really glad to hear you like it. Yes, yes. Um, now I understand that this is this is your first book. It it is, and people are kind of surprised about that because I've been a journalist all my life uh, for many decades, and uh, you know it's quite a common question actually. Why wait? this long and um, complicated answer really I think you know that as a freelance journalist um, I think I used to have the opinion that if you took on a book you would need to stop everything else put the whole of your working world on hold <laughs> um, in order to do the book justice and I, I've, I think I've realized in more recent years that that doesn't have to be the case um, and when this idea came up, it, it actually purely by chance happened to fit into that very first period of the very strange 2020 that we all had. Um, so yes, it certainly kept me busy uh, while the world was going mad. That's right, as the world turns. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also an author. And yes, I know, absolutely. My book, it took, um, it took me 30, 30 years. <laughs> and, and people will wow. say, well, why did you wait so long? And I said, because I wanted to. Yeah, well, that's a good answer. <laughs> Are you working on another one? Is there, Will there be a, a sequel? Yes, but it's a, it, it will be a sequel, um, and it will be smaller books. My, mm -hmm. my, book, my main book is Embracing uh, the Abyss, and yeah. um, the, I want to do some smaller books, uh, for instance, uh, that... that are like the chicken soup books size. Yeah. And one of those will be for disabled, for the disabled. And, oh, terrific. Uh, I already have a title for a little book, and, and, it's, and, it, and it goes something like, uh, uh, what's, what's PTSD, and why am I crying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know, sometimes the title is the hardest part, isn't it? So that's good that it, you've got that. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> So I'm, I am uh, uh, thrilled to have you on the show today. And well, it's so great much, to be on. So much, so much here, and this, this, is a, this is a great buy for someone to have the, uh, who doesn't, even for those people that are in the dark still and don't know about Prince. Uh, right. I was, I was one of them. Um, really, but that, but that, well, my age, you know, I, I was kind of, I, I outgrew it in a sense. There's uh, until he did the Super Bowl uh, halftime show, yes. and yeah. that just, you know, that, wow, he just, you, know, you could have, <laughs> yeah, that was fa fantastic. 
good. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I think even with the biggest artists, there is still always another kind of level um, that, you know, of, of people that you can always reach. I think so, exactly. And it uh, now I have a better sense of uh, of what what was what we have or had, I should say. And mm. now we've got your book that's going to remind everyone as they gift it to people, as they uh, read it on their own. They, there's a lot of ways that people are going to learn about this guy called uh, Prince Prince Nelson Rogers. Is that it? Prince Rogers Nelson, yeah. Got that backwards, yeah. Prince Rogers Nelson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's that's really great to hear. I mean, the, the thing about Prince is, you know, I think he, he, a lot of people would agree, he is endlessly fascinating. And, uh, you know, it, he's also the kind of person that um, prompts a, a, a book from someone or other, you know, pretty much every month it feels like to me there's something new on him coming out. So, um, you know, the idea with this one is not to uh, kind of arrive with a kind of weighty um, tome dissecting his, uh, you know, sort of uh, cultural contribution necessarily. It's more of an, I suppose, a kind of an entry level um, presentation for people who uh, who want to know more about him. Um, and uh, at, a, at an affordable price, I think I would say, uh, and, and read about him from the people who actually knew him. That's kind of the point of, uh, of the narrative. Well, it's, uh, it's certainly uh, intriguing um, as I went through the book and looked at it. And, and it's um, a lot of things I didn't know uh, about, about Prince. And uh, he, uh, he's fulfilling all those, those uh, voids that I had, a void of information, I should call it. Yeah, um, well, that's good now, to know. Now I've got it. Now I've got it. <laughs> now um, you're fully equipped. <laughs> Let me tell you, the fully equipped, okay, I'm going through and I'm looking at it on, on the Internet and so forth, and mm. I'm going through the, this, this, uh, and, I, and I immediately knew what it was for. It's, where, mm -hmm. it's a picture where he had uh, sunglasses and there were three lenses. Okay. Okay, and one's for the left eye, one's for the right eye, and one is for your forehead where your third eye is. Yes. And that's the immediately I thought, my God, look what he's done. <laughs> and that's terrific. He's just ahead of everybody else at all times. Yeah. Way, yeah, way, 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 way ahead. Um, yeah. I, I understand that he had, um, uh, his, his first label was with Warner Brothers, I'm told. Yes, that's right. And um, uh, one thing about that, um, that that I notice is that, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody ever tried to tell him what to wear. No, that's right. Or, or indeed what to do. You know, he, um, I mean, we talk at some length in the book about his formative years uh, of, you know, of, of becoming Prince, I suppose you'd have to say, Um where in in the early days in in uh, based in Minneapolis, of course, um, he I think he kind of couldn't really understand why he wasn't you know making it much more quickly than uh, than he felt he deserved to. But by the time he got to Warner Brothers, as you said, um, he signed that record deal when he was 19 years old, and he was given a level of um, 
artistic independence that was completely unheard of and still is to this day really he was allowed you know he arrives um at that label in the in around about uh, 1977 and uh is basically given the um ability to produce his own music which uh, you know it never happened with with a teenage artist it's almost unthinkable that they would have given him that that amount of autonomy <clears throat> um and i think that's a measure of um not just his confidence but his his fully formed abilities at that time you know it's uh, to, as i say to this day i don't think that's really been repeated by anybody well the guy is a musical mastermind um it um I, I ran across a, a quote, I believe, from Prince, says that uh, if you don't own your master tape, then the master owns you. Yeah, that's right. It was a, it's a theme running through his, his entire working life, really, that very strong belief. And, of course, it became something that uh, he w was very much noted for in, in later years with that uh, extremely... Uh, high-profile campaign really um and again it's a it's a question of somebody being very much ahead of their time he was campaigning for artists rights decades before mm -hmm. most people were you know and it's um it's a it's still a hot a hot topic to to this day you could say even more so with um you know with our uh, in the digital world of music in which artists especially young artists are um very much taken advantage of i think and you know expected to uh to, to work for uh, very little remuneration on the recorded music side anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And he was on that way early, as we know, because he became uh, you know, very much known for, uh, for the, the, the campaign or the stance that he took against uh, Warner Brothers and against the major label system, um, even down to the extent of refusing to use his own artist's name. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, this is somebody who was... I would say at least 30 years ahead of anybody else on on that score. Oh, I, I concur. Um, interesting note here that I found was that Prince played all 27 instruments on his debut album. Yes, that's right. Uh, un unbelievable. Yeah, it unbelievable. is. <clears throat> that's what I say about the uh, the level of of uh, autonomy that he had, and um, that. You know that that's a feature that ran throughout his entire recording career, really. Although he also became very well known for encouraging new talent to come through, <clears throat> and he, much as he liked to be the guy in in control, he also liked to be, uh, you know, to work with a band, as we know from the various uh, you know lineups that he had with the, the Revolution and the New Power Generation later on, and so on. Um, a lot of great musicians came through the ranks in those bands. Um, but you know the, the the levels of expectation were just sky high because you know they were working for a boss who could probably do the job better than they could you know as he was not shy of pointing out on many occasions um, if he wasn't happy with what they were doing on stage or in rehearsal or sound check or whatever um, he would certainly let them know. <laughs> well, he's um, you know I I I learned that he and I had something in common. Um, oh, tell me. Well, I'll just flatly tell you that, you see, I don't like to text. Okay. And if I need to talk to somebody, I'll, you know, I'll call them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that, believe that was a, his pattern of behavior, too. Yes, that's right. 
yeah, old school in that sense. Um, and yes. I, I can think of other musicians, you know, who are like that too. Um, in some cases, usually that's because they have somebody else to do it for them. <laughs> but I think in his case, you know, he he just liked um, that one-to-one contact. Um, right. And he's another one of those artists, very much like Stevie Wonder. You hear stories about him having very little concept of time, you know, uh, on a twenty-four on a regular twenty-four-hour clock. Uh, just you know, just working off some different um, internal um, clock. And I think Prince was like that too. Certainly. You know, there are stories in the book from artists uh, or from collaborators who would get the call from him in the middle of the night, expecting them to just, uh, you know, wake up quickly and get to the studio. So um, unusual man in that sense, too. You know, I can't count the number of times that people have asked me, did you get my text? And I'll say, I'll say, what text? (laughs) I don't look for them, you know? No. (laughs) Well, good for you. Talk to me. Call me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They must have worked that out by now, though, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of the things now that that was was quite remarkable and well is it during the Super Bowl halftime, did it really rain like that? During, yeah, during I believe that, so. And that it was you know, right when he's singing, you know, Purple Rain. Yeah. It, 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 it just, you know, he wanted more rain. And everybody yeah. was saying, you know, this is, this is, it's, it's beyond. That's all I can say. It's right. beyond. <laughs> he was even in control of that, you know. It's quite something, isn't it? It is. Well, I didn't have any idea um, that he had... Uh, uh, learned you know, later in life, midlife, uh, that he was he had become a man of faith. Yes, uh, he became That's right. a and Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, yeah, which had a lot to do with his uh, close friendship with uh, Larry Graham, who had been a, a very big musical influence on Prince um, from his days in. Well, at the time that Prince was begin, beginning to really get into music. Um, in his later, you know, school years, uh, he, Prince was very into the band that uh, that Larry had at that time called Graham Central Station, um, and Prince would play those records, you know, wear them out, had to buy new copies of them, um, and he then, having discovered that band, he went back and investigated the band that uh, Larry had been in before, who, of course, was Sly and the Family Stone, mm-hmm. one of you know the biggest influences on uh, well, you know, funk music in general. I think it's fair to say, and Larry's. Uh, slap bass style, kind of, uh, you know, pretty much invented that way of playing uh, the bass guitar. Um, so, yes, they, uh, they they got to know each other, um, and Larry went on to be a member of Prince's band. Um, and obviously from getting to be close friends, they started to talk about faith, and uh, Larry was a Jehovah's Witness, and um, uh, Prince became one. We actually have, a, have uh, you know, some some interesting photos in the book of uh, you know Prince's Bible and and so on. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that did uh, that was a very important part of uh, his his life too. You know, my wife, uh, I, I, I tasked her with uh, help me on this book. Help me on this book. I can't I can't <laughs> do it all by myself. Yeah, you know, it's too much. Right. And so once once she she marked it up and gave it back to me. She, she she said to me, um, "Seems like a wonderful guy." That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think the um, the impression you get from the people that that uh, that knew him and worked with him is somebody who was 
very demanding, but also very fun-loving. You know, and that's something that doesn't necessarily always come through when, you, when people talk about uh, Prince. He had a great sense of humor, very playful. Um, I always think you can see it in his face. You know, if you, when I picture him, if I imagine a, a photograph of, of Prince, I sort of see him with that, that kind of impish look on his face and uh, just the mere, merest suggestion of a smile. Um, and there are stories in the book uh, about that, you know, that the, just the uh, uh, sort of practical jokes that he would play on people. And, um, you know, he, he, yes, he certainly was a workaholic and uh, very demanding on on that front, but he, you know, he knew how to have fun too. Well, you have to balance it out somehow. Uh, yeah, I, that's right. Know, I, I work all day myself uh, and I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> Keep, keeps me keeps me out of trouble. Is way I get well, that's, yeah, that's what I say too. <laughs> well, the uh, the um, I, I guess the did it come to you in chapter by chapter, or did you have to take it and parse it in in certain eras and time uh, or accomplishment, those kinds of things. Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, the, um, the, a lot of the interviews for, for the book um, originate from a, a radio documentary that I made on Prince for the BBC, um, which aired on the first anniversary of his, of his death. Um, and that show was called Prince and Me, slightly grammatically challenged title, but uh, we'll, we won't go into that. Um, and uh, w- when the idea of the book came along, um, I decided that I didn't, I, I kind of knew what it, what it wasn't going to be. And that was, uh, you know, uh, I didn't want to attempt to tell um, a linear life story, although it is reasonably chronological. Um, so to answer your question, that, that was the sort of broad uh, format for it. But um, the, the way that uh, it came together is that there are some chapters that are quite long, um, covering a particular point uh, or mm-hmm. era, and there are others that are very short indeed. I mean, there are one or two that are literally just, a, you know, like a, a particular anecdote um, and, you know, some, some illustration uh, to go along with that and uh, maybe, maybe just two or four pages or, or so on. So mm-hmm. I hope it'll be a book that people can dip into, you know. Um, I I'm hesitate to use the, the phrase coffee table book, but um, because of the, you know, the, the, the publishers have done a great job on the illustrations uh, mm-hmm. for it, I think. And um, it's, you know that that makes it something that you 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 know it'd be nice for people to read it from start to finish and front to back of course but um it is also the sort of thing that i think people will be able to just dip into if they'd like to and just pick out a particular um moment you know because the way i've been describing it is not really a life story but just scenes from his life as told by the people that were there at the time mm-hmm. did you say theme or scene scenes scenes from his life you know just particular moments i guess yeah i did the same thing in my book um mm-hmm. there's a, yeah. you're reading along and all of a sudden the, you know the chapter's finished and somebody said well why is your chapter so short and yeah. i said it was just a, it was just a scene and the scene was over yeah that's right that's exactly how i felt about it you know and then it's just time to to i mean literally to turn the page and to uh, to move on to to the next story really uh huh. To the next story, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is uh, um, quite a treat today. I know my audience is going to uh, respond as well. And uh, well, you're very kind. So 
say that, John. Thank you so much. Well, it's just a matter of time now. It's it's actually rolling on its own, uh, it, and it's uh, uh, going to be a big uh, big launch, huge launch, successful, and uh, you'll be quite proud of it, Paul. You will. Well, thank you. That's very kind. I um, was looking through um, what it was from his family that caused him to be relentlessly driven. Is there something there that we don't know about his family for that? Well, he yes, he certainly was driven from a very early age, and I think a lot of that came from his uh, from from his parents, and in particular from his father, John, who was also an entertainer, um, who used the name Prince on stage. So even even that, um, you know, it, it, and it's, it is Prince's real name, but um, you know that inspired the, uh, what they wanted to name him. Um, and I think you know it's it's one of those classic cases of somebody who who uh, whose very earliest memories were were musical, and um, his mother had uh, you know sort of good musical um, instincts as well. The sad part of that story is that the uh, that his parents split up when he was only still very young, um, mm-hmm. but he wrote his first song when he was seven, and. Um, you know that is pretty remarkable in it. So it's not unique. You know there are other cases. Um, you know Paul McCartney, John Lennon. I'm sure we're writing at that uh, pretty much around that same age as well. But it's an illustration of how um, how driven he was even at that early point. Um, and he did have something of a broken childhood. You know he moved around an awful lot in in Minneapolis. I think he lived in lots of different houses with his with his mother and uh, and his stepfather who he didn't get along with. Um, mm. And then later on in, in later years, he, uh, you know, became quite close to his, to his, uh, his blood father. Um, so, yes, I think there's an awful lot of factors there, but uh, he, there was never going to be anything else except music as a, as a life for him, you know? Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Some similarities again. My, my father played the piano. And he was mm-hmm. pretty good at it. He was self-taught, and he, yeah. he always he always he frequently led the singing at church. And uh, right, of course, that was uh, one of those things where I was taking lessons when I was probably six, and sure. gave it up on gave it up when I was ten. Yes, and, yeah. I tell you, <laughs> the number of the number of artists I've interviewed over the years who've told me that um, you know they were forced to take lessons i remember a, a bit of a name drop here but i remember a conversation with burt Bacharach um, uh, on this very subject once where he told me that uh, you know he he owes it all to his mother because she was the one who insisted on him having piano lessons uh, when he would do absolutely anything to get out of them but you know right. in later years boy boy did he come to thank her absolutely absolutely now that's 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 life's luck right there Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you don't know it at the time, do you? I've got a question for you. Would you uh, elaborate on, to my audience, my listeners, where they can find your book and, and uh, how Internet is doing for you and for, for that uh, as well? Sure. Uh, so the book is published in the States uh, on the 7th of September. Uh, which is five days after the UK publication. Uh, same publishers, though, Welbeck Publishing. Uh, and probably the easiest thing, I suppose, would be to, would be to direct people to Amazon, um, where they'll certainly find it. But it's uh, going to be available wherever, wherever books are sold, both physically 
um, which is a nice thought, you know, in a in a in a largely digital world, <laughs> to think that uh, it, it will be in in bookstores, um, but also of course online on all of those uh, you know the, those stores uh, online sites. So um, yes, it should be available far and wide. Well, I can't wait, but I'll have to. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm, not I'm too long though. <laughs> but see, I'm one of the lucky ones that uh, I've got a black and white edition here. That, oh, okay. Uh, that I worked with, uh, and, yes. and my wife worked with it too. And we enjoyed doing that. Um, so pretty soon you'll be able to see it in living color. Very good. I tried on the coffee table. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a great fit. <laughs> it will. It will. Well, let me see what I have here. Um, I need to say to you, thank you very much again uh, for being our our our. our Yes, today, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sean. I really enjoyed it. Well, I try to make it fun for me, too. And uh, I um, want to thank my audience, my, my listeners, for uh, tuning in to Searching for Integrity. And um, so long and happy trails to all. Thanks so much, Sean. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. Bye. Good talking to you.